0: Welcome to Everything Leftover, our podcast on HBO's The Leftovers. My name is Justin Blizzard. And I'm Keith Krepko. And we are going to talk about episode four of season two of The Leftovers Mm -hmm. called Orange Sticker. I looked that up literally right before I came downstairs because I had no idea what it was called. Before we get started, I have one question. Sure.
1: Do you think Drake was
0: departed. Uh if there's any justice to the departure then yes.
1: See cuz I I think he's departed too because if Hotline Bling was released in that universe, uh-huh. I think it couldn't help but be a part of the storyline. It would have
0: it, elevated the entire cultural consciousness into exactly. yeah, overwhelming it, joy.
1: I think it would have really helped people to move past the departure and, uh, and really brought about some healing
0: sure um that is literally the exact amount i ever want to talk about drake in my life so the problem with recording this podcast on wednesdays instead of mondays is in between monday and wednesday i have completely forgotten almost everything that happened in the episode mhm i Came away from the episode feeling pretty lukewarm on it. Didn't really care for it in either direction. The one thing I do remember, and the one thing that has been bothering me somewhat this season and has come to a head in this episode because Patty has such a featured role in this episode, her accent and her acting is terrible.
1: I don't know if her acting is terrible. Her accent is now she's she's in another plane of existence. So we don't know <laughs> yeah. what happens to our accents when we right. move to that place where she's at, but I agree that her accent is all over the place. I don't know what she's doing.
0: Yeah, her acting may be fine, but I was the accent bothers me and and her character bothers me because mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what her character is. She, at this point, is more or less kind of playing, like, comedic relief, right? She's, like, stating the obvious. Mm-hmm. She's rickrolling us. Mm-hmm. She is telling... Playing hot and cold. Right, exactly. She's telling Kevin these stories that... You-, you know what I'm saying? Like, if she's just a figment of his imagination... How is she mm-hmm. telling him real life stories? Right. It it
1: reminded me, I had a flashback to um <clears throat> that Will Ferrell movie. It was just in my brain and it just left, but it's the one where he's a character in a story that's being written.
0: Oh, yeah. And he and realizes he gets, it. Spoiler alert, hit by a bus at the end.
1: Hey, why? That's not even apropos to what I'm saying. Why would you spoil? But
0: that's the movie you're talking about. Yes. All right. I thought maybe that would jog your memory isn't, for the title.
1: Isn't there... Aren't there two that hours worth of content? That movie like we over
0: 10 years old. So, Which is why okay. I forgot it. Yeah, so who cares? No,
1: no, no. Because it ties in this way. It made me think of the moment in that movie, Stranger Than Fiction. Right, that's what it's called. Where... Yeah,
0: strange, Where he gets hit by the bus at the no. end. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: where... Uh, he's talking to Dustin Hoffman, trying to get him to understand. And he says, little does he know. And Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman, the literary professor, stops him right there. And he's like, the fact that you, that the voice that you heard said, little does he know, means that the voice that you're hearing narrate your life, knows something that you don't know. So it cannot be your subconscious. It cannot be coming from your mind. And he uses that as the basis to help understand Will Ferrell's condition. Mm -hmm. Patty telling those stories that he cannot know, I think is a way of them delineating or at least raising the idea that she is a something outside of just a figment of his imagination. Mm -hmm. Now, The story she tells, they then undercut it when at the end she's like, did your wife tell you that story? I always wondered about patient, doctor-patient confidentiality. So there's the idea that she did tell him
0: Patty's story. Well, they're hedging their bets again. Just like it's what they're doing with with everything. Instead of tipping their hat in one direction, they put little things in their hand. Their hand, whatever, to to hedge their to hedge their bets. Same thing they did with Tommy in in last week's episode, where it's like if you look at all of the empirical evidence from this show and from the previous season, he's lying. He is lying. But you can look at other things in the season where he's refusing to hug Jill at the diner, and you can say, oh, he's doing that because he. Because that story is true, and he does have Wayne's powers.
1: Or he's trying to keep up appearances in case somebody out in public sees him.
0: Well, we don't know, and it could be used in either way, just like what they're doing with Patty. So,
1: Yeah, he doesn't talk like a prophet with powers when he's like, we're all, no one's doing well, right? Remember Jill say right. something she's like we're, we're fine He seems just like, he's like a no one's bummed
0: fine. out teenager more than anything
1: right he's not operating like a guy who can take on the uh the pain of others <laughs> right <laughs> wait had he had he at that moment declared no that? not yet no. okay okay so that's the
0: other thing about that whole exchange
1: yeah i can't remember two weeks ago
0: but okay. you can also read it as he's if that story that he's telling is true then obviously it's something he's believing during in that moment because it's something that he's been believing since that exchange of power happened. Mm-hmm. I spent way more, way too much of my time on Reddit trying to talk to people about that than I wanted to. Tilting it is at windmills. so frustrating right. because nobody, it just is like, people just there just believe what they're going to believe. Right. Which is kind of the point of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, off-ramp, what did you think of the episode in general? Of Orange Sticker? Sorry, Orange Sticker, mm-hmm. yes. Um, In general, I
1: thought they do a masterful, they've been doing a masterful job this season of not moving the story forward. And yeah. we have stalled out yet again At the disappearance of these girls without the the biggest move forward, I felt like in the storyline was watching those men put a ladder down to the (laughs) dry pond bed, Uh, but never actually go into the crack that has appeared where apparently the girls. Well, they
0: looked in it and they said nothing's down there.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. They look in it. Right. Um. No, I I thought that this episode had interesting character moments. I really liked watching Nora deal with um, the reality that Kevin might have departed or there may have been another departure. Mm -hmm. I thought that scene was really strong. I thought all the scenes of John taking Kevin out of Miracle to confront Cosby Show... Mm-hmm. Um, in a motel, and getting shot, was like,
0: what? That's not, that's not. Oh, is that the same guy? The guy that was on Cosby Show, he was also on Family Matters. Uh huh. That's Eddie oh, from Family Matters. Family Matters. I see yeah. Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's alright. You're just a little racist. That's all.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um. So anyway. I have no good retort <laughs> except I I deny the claim. Um so yeah, so I mean I thought some of that was was kind of out of nowhere and mm-hmm. and didn't show me anything about John and his character. It 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 made him less of a relatable character I felt like.
0: Um yeah, John is I don't know how I feel about John right now. I'm a little weary of, or a little wary of. Leary? I'm I'm worried about them going back to the a second departure well a little too often. This is a, the second time it's already happened this season. Both times with Nora, and I can understand that that is her sort of That's primal she fear. She's mm-hmm. never going to get away from that, but. So far, the show has also been like in the episode with the um, MIT conference, or? Uh, the the college team, the smart college team that's buying Nora's house. Oh, yeah. And they're like, in case a second departure does happen. Right. And then now Nora wakes up. And not only that. We don't know if, if these girls... I mean, the evident, what we get from Patty in this episode is that the girls did just vanish. That it was essentially a second departure.
1: Well, she says they vanished. She didn't say that they... De- I don't know if the language means anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's the difference?
1: Exactly. I don't know. So... So, yeah, it, lo- long and short, I thought this was an okay episode. Yeah. Um... They they were really trying to make this have some character moments, like Kevin in the town square at the end, mm-hmm. which for all of the, like, to the rafters acting and, you know, emoting that happened in that scene, it left me a little cold because you knew the guy in the tower was there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, would he... Would he really be having this kind of a conversation mm-hmm. out in the middle of town square? Right. Uh, you know, it just didn't. And, and his whole motivation in this episode, I didn't get like, he is a police officer. So maybe for me, <laughs> if I see my dirty palm print on a, on a truck, <laughs> yeah. would I think, oh, maybe I'll, I'll get away with that. Right. As a police officer, you think that he would know like crap, they're right. going to find out, especially with, this being miracle and all the security measures that they have they're going to find out it's your palm print yeah. so i mean what what's your approach when inevitably john finds out that you were there it it seems like just you're you're setting that way up in advance and i'm not interested in that reveal mm-hmm. it seems like the 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 clearer option given the character would be to say oh crap there's a dirty palm <laughs> Mm-hmm. I touched the, the the car like an idiot in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh I need to just fess up.
0: Yeah, it's it's it, like you said it's 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 doing as much the they're doing as much as they can to sort of do as little as possible, I feel like. It just is inching along. One thing that I was thinking about when we were talking, I guess it was on last episode about Showing families who are uh, adjusting well after the departure, mm-hmm. or at least trying to adjust and not right. just falling apart. I feel like that is Matt. Right, that was Matt's episode in season one, and that was a great episode. And even Nora's episode was that to an extent. Yeah, which is a great. And, and I feel like that; those are the more interesting storylines to me I just don't have faith in this in this Kevin thing playing out in any sort of satisfying way at all because they're hedging their bets and every single turn they get it's like you know well, it could be this but it could be that okay well let's move forward a little bit and we hit another it's like every time they hit a fork in a road instead of going in one way they somehow avoid both forks and create even more forks right I Just keep going laterally <laughs> right. i just keep creating right. more and more options yeah um so what else happened in this episode i mean not much happened
1: well you, so you had nora um dealing with this idea of of perhaps a second departure which i which i liked Um, You had Jill and John's son, and Mm -hmm. I don't remember Michael. Uh, You had their interactions throughout this episode where obviously they're progressing how we thought they would from episode one, albeit very slowly, Mm -hmm. and Michael seems pretty sure that he knows what
0: happened to his sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, so much so that he starts scraping off the orange orange sticker sticker, at the end of the episode.
1: So. You, you had them, and I guess one thing that I'd say, this isn't a big sticking point for me, but I do hope, or, or I guess it can get frustrating to have so many characters who seem to have knowledge, and no one is telling you where their knowledge is coming from. Mm-hmm. Michael, why are you so sure? Mm-hmm. Just tell me. The, you know? the guy in the convenience store. The guy in the convenience store. Just who knows?
0: Uh, apparently, everything about everybody.
1: Everything, yeah. Just can somebody just say where your knowledge came from? I mean, those people with that knowledge, I think, would know that it's off-putting. Like the guy in the convenience store <laughs> who apologizes for saying what he said. Right? You think he's like, "I'm sorry, I, uh, <laughs> I'm psychic," and just right. said and yeah. say it. Um. So you know that again, like all the endless forks in the road can get a little bit like okay yeah where where are these people getting their knowledge or again the guy from um I am gonna say Cosby show again Family Matters Family Matters the Eddie. guy Eddie um you know Isaac he's Isaac in this show Isaac Isaac I need to get these characters but you know Isaac um mm-hmm. where's he getting his stuff from you had the whole um search for, for the girls, mm-hmm. do you think that they are departed? Do you think they're running naked in the woods right now? Yes. Wait, think, yes? Which one? Yes,
0: I think they're running naked in the woods right now. Okay. I do not think they're departed.
1: Okay. If if it running naked in the woods is never addressed again, <laughs> and they are just running in the woods because that's what girls do, uh-huh. then... This show is the most shameless (laughs) HBO nudity Uh grab I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. What did you make of Matt's story about Miracle and what happened to him and his wife? So, Matt is talking about... So, Nora comes to talk to Matt, asks him if Miracle is real, and he recounts the, I guess, first night they were there. Mm -hmm. and he says that in the middle of the night his wife woke up, they talked to each other for hours and fell asleep in each other's arms, and when he woke up she was back to in a, well it looks like a state that she's progressed a little bit, right? Because in the first season she wasn't moving at all. Mm -hmm. At least now she's like blinking. Right. (laughs) Something. I don't know.
1: I, I felt like that story wouldn't be enough to convince me if I was Nora, but also he's mm-hmm. not my sibling. Do you think that actually happened or do you think he's just... that's a, He conveyed it in a way that I felt like he was recounting his version of mm-hmm. what he experienced. Mm-hmm. Is, is he all there mentally to have experienced that in a clear way and for me to trust it? Probably not. Um, if you really, really pushed me to to answer gun to my head, I'd say it really happened.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? I would say no. I don't think it happened. I think I could imagine a version of like her maybe like mumbling something or like grunting, right. and Matt like running with that, and then sort of like that building up over time in his mind
1: one of the issues we had with season one is that we didn't know these characters before the departure so we didn't have anything to base their characters on post departure what if she was just a grunting half vegetable before she turned into what she is now so what if what if that was fully back right. for her? Yeah. Well, there you go. She grunted at me TK, just like yeah. she used to. <laughs> the scene where John takes Kevin mm-hmm. out of Miracle, and they are chased by those firefighters, right, who yeah. cut them off, which then John goes, and you hear him yelling, mm-hmm. there was a palm print. It was a message to me where at first it made me think is there going to be just a really dirty guy that john has had like an issue with who's just always covered in like mud
0: right they find like a swamp thing
1: right they find he's finally going to go kill the swamp thing uh-huh. that's been threatening him with muddy palm prints yeah what what did you think of john's character connecting muddy palm print to Isaac, I guess. It and then just I'm going to sup- go kill. Yeah. It's
0: supposed to be a sign of his desperation. But Did I mean. I guess. I mean. I've never been in that situation, obviously, so I don't know what sort of logical jumps I would make. But I will say when he first when that scene happened, my first thought was. Oh, he thinks Isaac left this palm print as a message because he took his kids or he took his daughter or whatever. He
1: reads palms, doesn't he? I,
0: I mean, he's like a psychic stuff. I'm, I'm remembering psychic. now, he right? He does, right? he does. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah but, but it's with palms. Probably. I no, no, know. no. yeah. I don't it, it, remember. I don't yeah,
1: know. yeah. That's what, because has right handed or left handed.
0: Okay. So that was the first thing I thought. I didn't, I didn't put that together. Whether till that just actually now. makes sense i don't know isaac didn't really strike me as the vindictive type as exactly. he was being beat and drug out of no. his burning house no
1: he wasn't dr- he was thrown out a window <laughs> that's right as he was thrown out his own window um that that scene to me just really stuck with me and i just i just had real problems with it yeah. in terms of you know the scene. the The episode opens with a really great character moment for Nora. I thought I really got to see inside her mind a little bit, In yeah. in how and see a character wrestle with their own frailty
0: mm-hmm.
1: in 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 a place where they're trying to rebuild and convince themselves that they are okay. Mm-hmm. And then to counteract that with John, who's just like. Why would he pick up Kevin? Even Kevin is like, why did you bring me here? And I'm thinking the same thing. And then I love the fact that he goes to confront Isaac, get shot, and then is basically like, okay, let's go. Let's get out of here, right? <laughs> it's like, th- there's no resolution. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like he was going there for resolution. And it just seemed to be like, we need something to do. And then to have him go to his wife, who is just like, Burning houses is new, but you know right. John doesn't like, uh, s- supernatural mm-hmm. claims or whatever. It was just another way of being like, you guys are are not committing here, and mm-hmm. we're gonna need some commitment at some time. What is their involvement with this town, and what is this town? Mm-hmm. You you think by now Kevin would have said like, you guys are crazy. What's happening? But he seems to kind of accept each and every mystery as like, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll the punches. Okay, I'm
1: gonna go have an argument in town square with uh with Patty, which is how the episode ends.
0: No, the episode ends with h- him coming home and and Nora handcuffing herself to him in the, in oh, the before they go to God. Go sleep. And can I just say he was. Filthy Filthy. when he got it, like he literally had dirt marks on his arms and hands when he got into that bed. Yeah, how do you let that happen?
1: Well, I feel like part of that is just purposeful trolling, (laughs) because he sometimes in movies people will just like take off their work clothes and lay in in bed, and you're like, yeah, your breath stinks. Yeah, he was really sweaty, right? But he was filthy. Yeah, and you're like, wow, this guy is is smelly Mm -hmm. and he's just climbing in bed and then Nora's like let's handcuff you know Mm -hmm. ourselves to each other uh which to me was just like there's better solutions for
0: that (laughs) you know there's better ways put bells on his ankles (laughs) someone on reddit posted something that i thought was funny they just um i can't remember what the title was but it was like a suggestion for Nora to buy for them and it was like a Double jumpsuit, <laughs> the jumpsuit that get all two people inside of it. <laughs> I like the double jumpsuit. <laughs> Buy one of
1: those kid leashes, you uh, know. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe just uh, find a comfortable position. Hog tie him. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. him be uncomfortable. Sure. Why do you have to be uncomfortable <laughs> right. too? He's the yeah. one
0: sleepwalking. So they do in that scene with Patty though. I guess, and if if Patty is to be believed, uh, confirm that it that Kevin was trying to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. At least that's what Patty is trying to spin. Yeah. So you know, what did you think of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. My, Does that my, make sense to you? Absolutely. My my crazy theory. Um, I never believed in right. Really, and yeah, he I, I he is suicidal unconsciously suicidal right so what yeah so, so what
0: does that mean for their dynamic is is the is he is, does that mean that he's truly not happy with the family is it just this is like a i I don't have control sort of suicidal you, feelings
1: well okay the, the the bigger reveal to me in this um episode which is tied to this is that the earthquake was initiated to save him from right. drowning.
0: If Patty is to be believed.
1: If Patty's to be believed, then the earthquake was initiated to save Kevin. And that's the only reason why the
0: earthquake. And that can only be described as divine intervention, that's I di- would say. That's divine intervention
1: for Kevin. Mm-hmm. So Kevin clearly has some function, role to play in a in a larger narrative that he's not aware of yet. That's the only conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. That there's a force out there that is willing to create an earthquake to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. That, I thought, was the biggest answer and the biggest reveal of this episode.
0: Yeah, so... Reza Aslan in the vulture pieces that he's done, Mm -hmm. and Chris Zilka. Somebody linked me to an interview with Chris Zilka in our uh, fake or true prophet argument on Reddit. Okay. An interview that he gave, and, and him and Reza Aslan are both using the same language and saying this season, and maybe this show in general, is about prophets, about true prophets, about false prophets. Um so at this point in this season I would say it seems to be leaning Kevin's towards Kevin prophet. being a true prophet, whatever that means. Right. And Tommy being a false prophet, which I understand. What I don't understand is how in the world Kevin is a prophet what that means in the what that term means to the show. Right. Like he to me just seems like a crazy person. Like Mm -hmm. he's not trying to save anybody. He's not coming up with solutions for people's problems. He just is seems to be a guy struggling with every aspect of his life. I think you nailed it with what is the role of prophet
1: in the context of this show? Because a prophet has a clear purpose. Um if you look at kind of the religious history of, of prophets and what they did, right, you, you could have reluctant prophets. You could have people functioning as prophets who were in some ways unaware mm-hmm. of their own role in the broader scheme of things. In a lot of ways, that's how prophets functioned. that they were given a message that they themselves didn't fully understand, but were told to go say are told to go act out and they Mm. did it just based on like faith or trust that this is what I need to be saying and doing. Mm -hmm. But you have people like Jonah who are reluctant prophets who are resistant to the message that they are supposed to be delivering. Mm -hmm. Kevin seems to be that kind of resistant, but he seems to be caught in a war. And so the bigger question is this force that's keeping him alive is it um is it a good force is it a evil force Mm -hmm. we still don't know we think that it's probably a a divine good source that's keeping him alive but then what is driving him to want to kill himself Mm -hmm. um now it could be interesting if The good force is the one that's trying to kill him because he's actually like a antichrist or whatever, right? (laughs) He's going to prove to be some kind of horrible monster, Mm -hmm. and uh, and whatever's good in the world is trying to get him to get out of the equation. I think this um, show is going to play it much more down the line. I think Kevin's going to prove to be integral in whatever this greater narrative is playing out in, whatever idea of redemption that Mm -hmm. the show is ultimately going to hint at he's going to be a big uh big factor in that in that there are you know evil forces at work trying to get him you know to kill himself and get him to not fulfill his purpose
0: Mm my my biggest concern with it is that the show will continue to just straddle this line of complete ambiguity you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that can respect the the existential nature of of writing and creating a show that gives no answers and that is a perfect mirror of the world that we live in and that we have no answers on these topics right I respect the sort of meta nature of that, and I find it interesting to talk about. But for whatever reason, when it comes to actually watching the show, I don't find it that enjoyable. <laughs> I I want I want answers more or less. Like I want I want the writers to to sort of. Even if it's an episode by episode basis or like a storyline by storyline basis, Mm -hmm. I want the writers to say, this is going to be the storyline that convinces you that God is real and he's speaking to all these people and that's why they're doing this. And this is the storyline that's going to convince you that there is no God and all of this is coincidence and all of this is chance. And all those other people are just believing what they want to believe. Right. Instead, I feel like it has those two storylines and it's treating both of them the same way. And it's just this kind of like shrugging its shoulders and being like, eh, up to you. <laughs> you figure it out. You know what I mean? And like I said, I can res- I can respect that to a degree. It, it, it can be interesting to think about. But for me, as like a viewing experience. I don't find it that enjoyable and maybe that's my problem right right so who knows i i would i would like not answers but i would like uh something to sort of hold on to i guess yeah
1: yeah 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 and i think they're they're hoping that the characters are enough for you to hold on to but when i look at the characters and look next episode did you watch the Next on. Yeah. Was,
0: and it's all about Matt. Yeah. He gets kicked out, out and right. he's trying to get,
1: get back in. It seems like, again, they're, they're. it doesn't seem to be solely focused on him, but he seems to be kind of mm-hmm. the main focus of the episode. It seems like they're, they're really trying to zero in on the characters of this story, mm-hmm. but John's character got really undercut for me. This, this, yeah. this, this episode in terms of his motivation for what he did and what happened to him mm-hmm. um, his wife was not illuminated in any way mm-hmm. um and and uh, you could say that about all the characters I still care about the ones I cared about. Kevin to me is still uh, who knows he's a cipher he's a, he's a, no idea what to make of right Kevin. he he's a cipher, and I feel like at some point they're they're gonna have to commit on some of these characters and say. Here's, here's where the story falls on them. Right. Now, how do you guys feel about it? Yeah. But the story has not committed yet.
0: So this is the last question I have, and it's kind of a logistical question. So next episode is episode five, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say next episode is focused on Matt getting kicked out of the park and having to get back in. Mm-hmm. That means we've got until at least episode six it until we see Lori and Tommy again if we see Lori and Tommy again in episode six which then only leaves like four more episodes of the series like how are they going to like wrap up that storyline of Tommy being a false prophet in any sort of meaningful way like it just feels like you've already run out of time. I feel like by the th- time we're getting back to them, the season is over halfway over already. Season 1 ramps up? Yeah, that's true.
1: And so I feel like I feel like they are good with the ramping
0: up of the action.
1: So I actually don't have any any problems with them being able to elevate and accelerate the storytelling yeah. moving forward, but um but I, I hope that they start addressing some of these. They they've still got me with this episode. They've still got me hooked. Right, I'm still interested. But I really do want to start seeing some specific movement and some investigate. And these characters haven't been able to investigate the town, yeah, um, because of all this other stuff that's happening. But I I want there to be, and and I guess that's one thing that that I find interesting is that you bring them to a town that's bizarre where goats are getting slaughtered in in restaurants and there's a man living in a tower and you don't have these characters questioning that. Mm -hmm. And part of that speaks to the reality that they live in. They live in a post-departure world. Sure, Mm -hmm. anything seems to go, Mm -hmm. especially with what they've been exposed to. So part of that I understand as being the world they live in. But then part of me is why would you then qu- so quickly throw another mystery on top of this so the characters haven't even had time to explore their own town's mysteries? They're just launched now in this, where are the girls and why am I throwing myself in water? Yeah, I, I, I just feel like maybe if there were a few episodes to establish them in this town and then explore, explore the weirdness of the town and give them some feelings on the town but do you know how the how they feel about the town they live in? No. No. Nora is just questioning if it's real. Matt still thinks it's real. She still believes, I guess. But they're not questioning the town enough for me, I guess.
0: Right. And Nora, obviously, this is and this is a whole other thing, but back to Tommy's powers, Nora obviously is not healed, quote unquote, which is what uh, we were thought to believe. Or led to believe was Wayne's powers, right? And Wayne even hugged Nora and she was happy about it and blah blah blah. But that's obviously a bunch of Oakum. Right. Because she's just as nervous and, you know, not healed as before, whatever you want exactly. to however you want to say it. Um. So before we close the show, we did get a review that in the title specifically asked for no rapping, So there will not be any, not that I was going to anyways.
1: Well, now we'll never know.
0: <laughs> so I want to say thank you for the, for the nice review. Um, and, and, and in the review, she was asking about the, we have we had a main podcast that we did called everything is interesting, where we just talked about, you know, anything, everything, everything that we thought was interesting. Um, <laughs> And that has it is it is more or less taken of uh uh it's a uh, on hiatus right it's on it's taking a it's it's on it's taking a break because we're doing this we're also doing the fantasy the the daily fantasy sports podcast called the de- called the, the degenerates Degener- I forgot the name of our own. And it's just it's too much time for us, right? We both have full-time jobs. We're both parents of young children. Our Our wives work full-time jobs. Your wife works multiple jobs. So we don't have a ton of time to do this stuff. And unlike you, who is able to consume sort of every single thing your heart desires, I spend... 99% of my time playing, playing destiny. Playing destiny. If I am not watching the leftovers, watching survivor with my wife or watching football, I'm playing destiny. And even when I watch football, I'm playing destiny and I have f- football on on the on the side, right? Um so it just is, was a time thing. I think eventually it will come back. It'll be back. And it, it was also like in the last episode, we talked about doing our fall movie preview, and we actually did that episode, and because I'm a little overzealous OCD. with my deleting of files, it got deleted, which was a total bummer. just completely bummed me out and made me not want to do anything, <laughs> um, so I'm healing, right? I'm taking some just time for healing. myself, <laughs> but it'll be back eventually, and I think... Uh, maybe when the leftovers is over when we have time to do it again, it'll be back. If, if not the same as before, at least we we'll back in a, where we talk about something that we're like actually sit down and plan to watch something together and talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the leftovers. It just is a lot easier for me, at least when we've both watched something and we have things about it. We want to talk about, right? so anyways that's a little bit of a sidebar Um, so you've been listening to everything left over my name is Justin Blizzard I've been joined by Keith Krepko you can follow us on Twitter I'm at Blizzard with nine Z's
1: I'm at things come right
0: any other information you can find in the show notes or uh, on the website eipodcast.com my email is in there if you want to email us we're in the iTunes store. If you are compelled to leave a review, we very much appreci- appreciate it. But it's not something we expect. Right. 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 Um, so thank you for listening and we will see you next week.